Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Welcome to Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll be coming at you next week with, uh, from Wrigley Field for the Cubs-Brewers uh, matchup that's going to be taking place. But this week, we have a very special episode for you. We're going to be talking about the most boring players in the league. So we put together a roster of all boring guys. They're the guys you go to a go to a game and you see, see them in the lineup and you're just like, ugh. It's not... <laughs> Uh, sort of like Dennis Eckersley when he saw that one guy's statistics and it pissed David Price off. Um, uh, so, Jeremy, it is episode 129. So who is your uh, number 129 guy? Uh, Jack, yeah, you know, we were talking about this before. It's kind of slim pickings again here for number 129. Um, although I, I'm, I'm up for that challenge. I think we just kind of skipped it last week because we wanted to get right into it with uh, Rich Schapansky or uh, Rich Salamander, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, you I know you doxed him, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> I know, I'm going to have to fucking added the podcast now yeah yeah um, go, go ahead go ahead uh but yeah so so i'm up for that challenge so um uh and i guess the challenge i don't see it as that much of a challenge because i don't have much to say about this guy but my number 129 guy i went with stolen bases on this one and i picked none other than eric burns yeah i uh his name his name stood out to me um i was actually kind of going to choose him um i'm glad uh-huh. you ended up doing it what do you what do you got to say about eric burns I mean, this is what I got to say about Eric Burns. What an asshole. What a fucking <laughs> just douchebag. Like, um, uh, you know, I used to think I liked him. Like, okay, so, you know, I, I have a soft spot for the A's. Maybe not. The, the, the current A's don't really do much for me. Um, but, like, I, I always had a soft spot for the A's um, going back to, you know, Barry Zito and whatnot. And I, actually even before then. Um, but so, so Eric Burns was on the A's from 2000 to 2005 and, you know, I think I liked him. He was kind of like, he kind of had that just like classic A's look guy, like just like a guy, like, I don't know what it is about those A's uniforms, but they just look like, and it's not even just, it isn't even like the green and the yellow, but it's like something about the white and the white shoes. They, they look like they're like amateur players somehow. Um, but like Eric Burns had that kind of like spirit of just like A's guy. Um, he ended up going to the D backs and, uh, he was on the D backs team that eliminated the Cubs from the playoffs. Um, you know, he was known as kind of like a, kind of like a lay it out on the line kind of guy, like a little crazy. They, his nickname, according to baseball reference is crash test dummy, which, um, I can definitely attest to one of those uh, words in that, <laughs> in that title. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, <clears throat> you know, I don't know his career numbers. I mean, he hit 20 homers a couple times in his career, um, number, the batting average was, you know, right around the two sixties, uh, thereabouts. Um, he had 129, uh, stolen bases, um, to only 23, uh, caught stealings. Uh, so I suppose that's a pretty good, um, percentage. Um, but honestly, the thing that like gets me is like, so he was on the, he's, I don't know if he, honestly, I think they've, they've kind of like marginalized him, if not removed him completely, but he was a guy on the MLB network for a while. And, um, he was just a fucking douchebag. Like he just like, he, he, he's like totally oh extreme man. Extreme. Like he, like they would like show him, like he would do like, he does like weird, like rock climbing or fucking like 
fucking like water, like fucking like scuba shit. Or I did like some weird stuff where he's wearing like body glove stuff and like and those like toe shoes. Yeah. Um, and just like I like they did a thing once where um, <clears throat> they were doing some kind of bit where like I forgot who it was, like maybe Harold Reynolds was sitting on like a, a Gatorade bucket, like on the side of like that fake field that they have in the studio. And Eric Burns just like dove and like tackled him. And he like, they, he like speared him like, like fucking Goldberg. And like, I think they were just supposed to do like some kind of like bit where like he kind of collided into, into him, but he like actually like knocked him out and stuff. And it's just like, what a douche. Like the guy's like trying to still be an athlete when he's like a guy in a suit, like talking uh, on, on MLB network. And he just, he's just like an annoying, like, uh, he he definitely seems like he's like trying to be funny too. Like so, definitely one of those like jocks who doesn't who doesn't have a comedic a sense of comedy and just like like you know kick someone in the balls and it's like oh man that was so funny. <laughs> like so like I don't know this he's fucking sucks. So um I've I've, I've devoted enough time to him. So that's 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 Eric Burns. Okay, good good Jeremy. One thing I'll point out about him is that yeah I guess that whoever was like the general manager of the 2007 Diamondbacks was like. We're just gonna roll with Eric Burns this year in the outfield. Like they played him uh-huh. 106, 160 games. He had six hundred and ninety nine plate appearances, uh, and he still he attempted fifty seven steals. So he attempted about one hundred and fifty steals in his whole in his you know eleven year career. One third of them came in that in that season. Um, yeah. yeah, he was just given the green light all over the place. So that's that's a that's pretty uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, he definitely looks like an A's guy. He's got mm-hmm. A's vibes about him. Um, I would also say that like Josh Donaldson, um, you know, who mm-hmm. is also sucks, is another like A's guy. He's a guy you would expect <laughs> to be on the A's. Yeah, and so is totally, Sean totally. Doolittle. Sean Doolittle is another guy. He just looks like an A's guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Can't argue with any of those. Uh, no, yeah, it could be could be an episode. Uh, you know, guys that should be on the A's but aren't. We actually might well, have one. Might have one uh, on my boring <laughs> guys team coming up. Um, eventually, eventually, Jack. I think we'll have to do like one specialty episode for each uh, team. You know, if we keep <laughs> going with this. Um, I was just gonna say too. Like, I think I said Eric Burns played in that um, with the Diamondbacks in that 2007 season against the Cubs in the playoffs. I, I'm I'm looking through the 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 box scores from those games. I feel like he did something to the Cubs. Um, yeah, he hit a homer in game three um, of that series. So um, I knew he did something in there to like, you know, to, to piss me off. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so Eric Burns, thanks a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah, my guy is 129 wins guy. It's uh, Charles Nagy. Nice. Okay, yeah, that was about one of the few guys that I recognized from the list. Yeah, uh, three-time All-Star. Um, oddly enough, he finished top 10 in Cy Young voting three times. Uh, the first time, he actually had good numbers. He had a 296 ERA and 252 innings. That's, you know, that's pretty good. But his second time, when he was sixth in Cy Young voting, he had a 455 ERA and 178 innings. So that must have just been a really weak year. And uh, yeah. 96, he had a 341 ERA, and he finished fourth in Cy Young award. Uh uh, voting uh, had pitched 222 innings that year, so I mean, yeah, 341 ERA and 222 innings is is good, but uh, I don't think it's top five Cy Young worthy. Maybe in 1996 it was, um, but I always remember him uh, just being like the guy I thought of as the ace 
of those Cleveland Indians teams from the mid-90s that were real good that had, uh, you know, Jim Tomey and Carlos Baerga and eventually Roberto Alomar and Nomar Vizquel and Kenny Lofton and Manny Ramirez and Albert Bell and Sandy Alomar Jr. Like, they had that great... I think I just named their entire lineup. I was going to um, say. We're hitting, yeah, there you go. They, they, were my fa- they were my favorite team when I was a kid. They were my first favorite team. Some of that might have had to do with Major League. But uh, I also just liked, uh, liked that team. I thought they had a lot of cool guys on it. Um, and I never really paid attention to the pitchers on that team. But I did know that Charles Nagy was like their guy, so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I remember him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I um, that was kind of in my my uh, like you know thin period there with baseball. But I I, I remember Charles Nagy, um, and uh, yeah, I um, yeah, he seemed like a solid guy. Kind of uh, reminds me kind of a modern day guy who who may be on my list uh, for most boring guys. Um, which I'll save for, for later, but, uh, yeah, um, shares the last name of the current bears coach who, um, mm. probably should be fired, but, uh, <laughs> Justin Fields is maybe going to give him a second lease on life, but, uh, we'll see about that. But, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one, Jack. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah. So that was one twenty nine. next week. And, we'll, uh, get a nice, even one thirty, which is cool. Jack ja- Nagy is a, a coach now, isn't he? Or was he just recently a coach or something uh, like that? Ooh, that's like that's a, a good question. I don't uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I think look. he's a pitching coach somewhere. Um, yeah, you, you might be right. Just uh, yeah. look at his Wikipedia here. Um, they don't he have is. those like stats easily available on on baseball. Uh, yeah, so it says he, he served as the pitching coach for the D-backs from 2011 to 2013. Um, okay. uh, so he, him and Eric Burns never did cross pads okay. and. Uh, they for the for the LA Angels from 2016 to 2018. So yeah, he was doing okay. it for a little while. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, Charles. All Mayer. right. Well, good. That's 129. Next week we'll do uh, 130 for our Brewers Cubs episode. Um. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of the Cubs, um, they unloaded uh, all their guys and probably the biggest fire sale I can remember. Uh. Yeah. Yes. Um. For sure. Uh. And like yeah. So we were we recorded um last Wednesday I believe. Um, yes. So it was uh, before everything happened, but uh, pretty much as soon as I think by the time the episode dropped, uh, <laughs> you know, well, it dropped it dropped pretty quick. But um, yeah, just uh, a whirlwind couple of days. Um, I guess we didn't really talk about this. Maybe we can talk a little bit about the uh, National Card uh, Sports Card Convention, too. Um, but uh, on Friday afternoon, I was I was at this uh, National Sports Card Convention in, in Rosemont, Illinois. Um, and you know, I knew what was going to happen. Um, so I was like trying to check my phone and honestly, Jack, there, there's so many, so many trades happened that, um, I had to, I, I was like, I need to go back and look at all these. And I didn't actually do it until like last night. And there was a couple of trades that I completely missed. Um, but yeah, so yeah, of course. Okay. The Cubs, um, completely tore it all down. Uh, even in the aftermath of that, uh, there's been a couple things said here or there, like Jed Hoyer finally kind of like buckled, like snapped a little bit and said like, Hey, you know, these guys were saying that they wanted to come back to the team, but whenever we would sit down to do negotiations, it didn't seem like it. And, um, I mean, it's, it's fucking brutal. Um, as a, as a Cubs fan to, uh, to witness all that being torn down. I, you even, you thought that even like at the end of the day, like maybe they would still keep like Baez or maybe they would just trade Bryant um, you know, but if you're tearing it down, obviously it makes sense to, to, to get rid of anyone who has like any sort of value. Um, 
<laughs> you hear that, Zach Davies? Uh, they couldn't even fucking give away Zach Davies. I can't believe it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So like, so yeah, Baez went uh, along with everybody else. It's it's just it's it's painful to see they all homered in their first game with their new team. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just brutal. I mean, we'll see what the follow-up is. If, if any of these guys resign, like, you know, the Cubs are owed one, um, from the whole Aroldis Chapman, like trading Glaber Torres for Aroldis Chapman. And then he goes back to the Yankees. So then they have Glaber and Chapman. So the Cubs are owed one. Like maybe the, maybe we get Pete Crow Armstrong from the Mets and Baez comes back to sign. I don't know, but, um, just, just brutal. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it it'll it'll be reshaped like you know in the off season too. If any of them come back, I mean, it it doesn't seem like they probably should resign any of them, other than just like to please the fans. Um, but because if they're if they're tearing it down, there's no point to spend money on these guys. But uh, yeah, it's just brutal. It's just it's just brutal. Um, yeah, Jeremy, I I had made a comment um to you over text. I was like. Yeah, I have kind of an asshole-ish uh, thing I want to say about this. Um, and then, but and then your response was, uh, "Be careful." And um, I, I said, "Watch it." I think. Yeah, either yeah. huh, watch it. Uh, yeah, and then I, uh, I, I thought to myself, like, yeah, Jeremy reminded me of uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad in that episode where he says to Hank, <laughs> he goes, "My advice to you would be to tread lightly." And like, <laughs> that's what that's what you were like, Jeremy. I should note too, like we've never really gone there before either. It's like I've not, we've never really like um, we've kept it pretty civil between the two of us, and never had to never had to go there. But uh, I was just kind of laying it out there. I'll, I'll say this: um, I have a friend of mine um, who's a big White Sox fan, and um, I don't think he would mind me saying this on the podcast. I'm not sure if he listens anyway, but uh, he's a big White Sox fan, and um, you know I broke the news to him about the Kimbrel trade, uh, where the, the the Cubs acquired Nick Madrigal um, and Cody Hoyer uh, from the uh, from the White Sox, but he was pretty mad about them trading Nick Madrigal, and uh, he was just like, I, I was with him at this card show when we were walking around, and he's like, man, he's like, I can't believe it, like, why did they trade Madrigal? Like, I can't believe it, what, what a bunch of bullshit, like, he's like, I just think Kimbrel's a ticking time bomb waiting to happen, and I'm like, I, I, I said to him, like, hey, man, I'm the wrong guy to be talking to right now. Like, are you, you're seriously telling this to me? Like my, they're dismantling my team in front of my eyes. Like, and you're, you're complaining to me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like he was like, he didn't want to admit it. But, um, so that was, uh, that was a pretty funny moment. Uh, that's what happens when the Cubs and the White Sox do a trade, uh, friends fight. But, uh, um, but yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I'm happy with all of it. Uh, except for like, you know, I, I think like, I'm 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 pretty uh pleased with the return. I think the Cubs I think they said they went from like their farm system being ranked in the twenties to being like now the eighth ranked farm system. So that's good. I, I am a prospect guy. Jack, I am the prospect whisperer. <laughs> 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 so like, you know, it's it if if this wasn't so fucking gut wrenchingly painful, I would be, you know, fucking uh head over heels um over like some of these pickups that they got. Like Kevin Alcantara uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, Alexander Canario. Um, these are like, these are like really good guys. These are like really good prospects. Um, so it's exciting, but like, and, and you, you know, you knew that Bryant was going, you, you, I didn't, I, I mean, I really didn't think that Rizzo would go, but I really didn't think that Rizzo and Baez would go. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Um, I think the odds are now that if a, a former cub from the season wins the world series, it's gotta be pretty good odds. Cause they got spread around so far um, amongst the league, but 
it's uh yeah i don't know what to say it's I, obviously we've had we've had some days here to, to process it um i have but uh yeah it's uh it's still it's still pretty raw uh yeah um um Jeremy, I do think that uh, Rizzo looks like good in a Yankees uniform. Um, like he's, I, I hate to say it, like he seems like a guy, and I think it was just maybe just because of Phil Rizzuto, but like uh-huh. Rizzo seems like a guy who would who would fit in with the Yankees. Um, yeah. And they've needed a first baseman for for some time. Um, you know, they have that that you know left. Uh, he's he's a left-handed batter. Um, you know, that's a great place for lefties to hit. Uh, I, I could like like you were saying uh, to me early, earlier this week. Just if they if they want to spend the money on him, it's it's a done deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, no team is obviously gonna like compete with him unless the Cubs, unless he like you know the Cubs offer him equal money and he just wants to come back for good uh, favor or you know good goodwill. But like, yeah, if the Yankees decide they want him, you know, you know Rizzo for the Yankees for five years or something, you know. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, I haven't watched one of his home games yet, so I haven't seen him in the pinstripes yet. Um, Baez just looks wrong in the, in the Mets uniform. Um, Bryant, you know, uh, I, I didn't really see, I saw the Homer, but I haven't seen too much of that. The, the Cubs released like, you know, tribute videos to them, then posted them on social media. Like I can't bear my, I can't bear to like watch them yet. Uh, you know, I'll have to do that sometime uh maybe in the off season i don't know like i can't 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 bring myself to watch it um but uh the one one thing jack um so me and uh me and jack uh went out uh friday night right jack yep yeah went out friday night got some drinks uh sang a little karaoke back at our uh, favorite uh spot alice's um you know we uh we hung out uh you know it's, it's always a late night when you go to alice's because they don't start karaoke till 11 p.m uh central time uh, I, I think I got home at like maybe two or two thirty something, maybe two like two thirty something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack, I woke up the next morning, and um, <laughs> I was looking at my computer, and uh, I saw like a a file on my computer, like a thumbnail, and I I clicked on it, and it was a picture of Chris Bryant, just and it wasn't like a spe- like you know sometimes like you'll you might save a picture if it's like a unique picture or like a really cool action shot or I don't know something like you know whatever this is just a regular picture of Chris Bryant uh and it was somehow saved to my computer and I checked the time and it was 3 44 a.m were you sleepwalking <laughs> I don't think I was sleep I think I was awake but I was like I think I was maybe drunk and <laughs> I I don't know it might it may have just been an honest accident where I accidentally dragged the picture or, or somehow accidentally saved it but <laughs> Somehow, a drunk Jeremy at, at 3.44 a.m. Uh, Friday morning, set Friday night, Saturday morning, somehow save, managed to save a picture of Chris Bryant on my desktop at 3.44 a.m. So there you go. That's that's kind of where I was at um, in the aftermath of those trades. Sure. Yeah. Well, hey, Jeremy, as uh, as the guy who was sitting next to us at the bar before Alice has said, everybody loves the hot stove league. <laughs> yeah. That's like... I couldn't think of a more generic thing to say other than like today is a day like <laughs> like what's the point like yeah there was a extremely drunk um guy next to us and uh man we did not want to engage uh yet we didn't want to look away either because uh you know might get a bottle upside the head but like yeah we dodged a bullet there he was we were the the, the white Sox game was on and he was like 
he ended up making his way over to the end of the other end of the bar and talk like tormenting some other people but we, we dodged a bullet there for sure yeah not not good um i went to the <clears throat> white Sox game on saturday and saw uh saw baseball history which was which was really fun <laughs> um yeah. yeah so that was uh for those of you who didn't see it was the sebi zavala uh three homer game um it was the first time in major league history that uh, a player's first three home runs came in the same game, which uh, and I figured it was too. I I, uh, I I called it out when it happened, and uh, sure enough, MLB tweeted it about a, a couple minutes later. Uh, Jeremy and I saw Sebi Zavala at uh, the alternate site game back in mm-hmm. late April, and who would have ever thought that Sebi Zavala would be making Major League history just three months later? Um, yeah. I think it could stand to reason that those three home runs could be the only three home runs of Sebi Zavala's career. Um, that would be then another further chapter in that in that historical note. <laughs> um, First and only three homers of his career. But yeah, uh, so Jeremy, um, you know, you say that I never, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, very, I'm fairly subdued at most games, even Brewers games, and I mm. am. But uh, when Sebi Zavala hit that third home run, I went crazy. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, nice. dude. I was, uh, you know, I was just like, Oh my fucking god! Like I was just screaming it out. Um, there was this guy in front of me. Um, there were like these. Uh, they were like these White Sox bros who were in mm-hmm. like their early to mid twenties. Um, did, did you sit? Did you sit in like real seats? And I was in the. Like... I was in the bleachers. Uh, I was oh, in the really? last. I was in the last row of the left field bleachers. Wow. And uh, okay. yeah, so there, there were which I I'd never sat there for a game at uh, at guaranteed rate. Uh, and so yeah, there were these White Sox bros in front of me, and when I was. Uh, when I was shouting that, like this, this, you know, one of the bros, like who was equally as like shocked, like turned to me and just like stared at me. And like, we just, we shared a moment of like, uh, <laughs> of like just euphoria, which was yeah. great. So it was a neat, it was a very neat moment. Um, and it was the, I, I was trying to think of some way to describe it. And, uh, you know, cause, cause I had heard that guy after Sebi Zavala hit his second home run, which was a grand slam. That guy said to his, one of his buddies, he was like, Man, he's having a career game today. It's like, but that—that's an understatement, you know. Saying yeah, that, yeah. like, even a two-homer game, much less a three-homer game from Sebi Zavala's career day—that's—that's that's an understatement. I would say, and this is kind of like a PTI thing when they do the words. Um, I would oh, say yeah. it was an impossible game. Sebi ah, Zavala—he—he yeah. he had an impossible game. Like, if you would—if you had said to a bookie, "Hey, I want to make a bet." on Sebi Zavala hitting three home runs in the game tonight. What what kind of odds are you going to give me? He'd be like, I don't know, uh, you know, a, a million to one, you know? Mm-hmm. And and he wouldn't have been wrong. It would have been a ridiculous bet. Even if you would have bet $5, it'd be like you were just pissing it away. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way Sebi Zavala should have ever hit three home runs in a game, much less his first three. Um, so it was, it was absurd. I still don't really believe that I saw it. Uh, yeah. But But yeah, I did. It happened. No, I mean to see uh, anyone hit three homers is is amazing. For it to be uh, a guy's first three homers is pretty crazy. And then Sevi Zavala is just, yeah, it may, th- yeah, he may never hit another homer. I don't think he has since then, right? No. Um, yeah, um, and he so. was never, he was a, a you know a catcher first, bat second type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know this again. We, we've talked about this with Adam Engel, but the only reason Sebi Zavala is on a roster is because the White Sox exist. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. 
if he hits another three, I, I, or if he hits another one, I kind of hope he doesn't. I kind of hope I saw his only three. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> there were a couple of notes, though, that I had, some funny things. Okay. Uh, number one was uh, just, like, just like two things, two real quick like rain delay theater things. Number one was the White Sox blew the lead a couple of different times, but the first time they blew it was in the sixth. They fell down like, you know, ten, by two runs, like 10 to 8. And this was in the sixth inning. And some guy yells, put Kimbrell in. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to put Kimbrell in in the sixth inning of a game that they're losing by two. Yeah, yeah. Def, definitely. That's definitely going to happen. That's why you acquired him is, is to put him in mop-up duty. <laughs> so that was the first one. I, you know, that was just one of those, like, a fan being, like, very aggressively wrong. Real real quick. So that you were sitting in the left field bleachers, which is yep. by the White Sox bullpen, right? Yes. Yes, it is. So that's yeah. that's great because I bet, you know, it's ostensibly Kimbrell heard that and he was probably like, <laughs> oh, great, this is what I fucking signed up for. And they're going to probably pick up my, my option next year. Fucking fantastic. I'd rather play on this shitty Cubs team than this team. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was for sure. Um, and Kimberly actually did end up getting in that game, which is cool. I will say they fucked up his entrance, though, like, because the oh. Sox were losing by one when he came in. But whatever. It, he's got, like, a cool entrance because he comes out to the GNR song, um, Sweet yeah. Child of Mine. But, like, he, he came in, and, like, it was one of those things where they were doing, like, and he came in in the top of the ninth. Um, but they were doing, like, one of those, like, uh, they, they had, like, an ad on the scoreboard or something. And then mm-hmm. so he was already on the mound throwing, um, wow. By the time like they announced his name and started playing the song, and it's like, hey, you guys totally fucked that up, man. He he, yeah. he should have had like a. Prof- it was his first appearance with the socks, man. It should have been like a professional wrestling style entrance, you know. Of um, course, yeah. There should have been pomp and circumstance, and instead, it's like it's already the guy's already thrown half of his warm up pitches by the time he even announced that he's out there. It was you know how, how are people supposed uh. to get excited about that? I mean, look at look at the like you know comparatively, like look at the the Cubs. Like, you know, they, they, uh, like there was enough, uh, excitement when he would come in that like, you know, there was one guy who had a, you know, he had a, he had his probably one of the biggest moments of his life fucking doing that air guitar at the Reds game. You know, I was going to say, Jack, what, like, it would be perfect if like you were at the White Sox game. Like I'm picturing us sitting in like the same seats that we were for the Cubs uh, game. And then like you look, you hear the music and, and at guaranteed rate and you looked over and like that guy was there like like you know doing the hair flip back oh yeah oh my god there's the guy and he's he's got his he's got his eyes closed like he's not even you know not even watching the game that would have been amazing um (laughs) i i I realized how how truly special that guy was when i was uh you know when kimbrell came in for that white Sox game i kind of miss him but anyway so yeah that was that was a missed opportunity by the Sox. there's one more funny thing uh so sitting in front of me was uh it was like this you know this older White Sox guy is probably about 50 and he was there with his, uh, with his girlfriend and they were pounding beers, uh, the whole game. And, uh, you know, I was kind of in the, in the back, I was in like the very last row of the bleachers and left. And this guy was in the row in front of me. So like he started doing this thing after a while and like he was on the very end of the row. And so like, he kind of just like stood up and like was kind of standing next to his seat. Um, like sort of like a person would stand uh, at like a bar if they weren't sitting down at the bar, you know, mm-hmm. um, he was like those two ladies from that, uh, the previous White Sox game we went to the, the double header, I think it was where they just kind of stood there. Um, yeah. but like, and you know, it, it was just like, there was no sign of him not sitting down, but he wasn't really blocking anybody's view. So like, you know, nobody really minded him. Um, and so like, you know, eventually after the White Sox blew their third lead of the game, like, and the game was going into the top of the eighth, like, this this guy was living his best life 
uh, at this game. Like, all of a sudden in the top of the eighth, like, he had another full beer somehow that, like, that came from somewhere. <laughs> and uh, when the Sox blew that third lead, he was kind of being, like, loud uh, the whole game. But he, he, he took on the role of, uh, like, the, you know, every drunk fan's favorite role, which is, which is like, the, the put-upon fan who has, who has seen their team blow one too many leads. Um, so he's just, he's just standing there, um, you know, kind of swaying back and forth and drinking his beer. And his, his girlfriend, like, goes up, and she's like, I, all right. She's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in a second. And he goes, all right. I'll just be here wallowing in my shit. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. He was just playing this role so perfectly. Uh, what the fuck? What a weird <laughs> thing to say. It was great, man. Yeah, he was he was just despondent that the White Sox blew this game. And yeah, it, it, like like you said to me, Jeremy, it's a very it was a very White Sox thing. Um, yeah, that's White Sox pathetic or White Sox classic, <laughs> I guess. You know. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's just classic White Sox that they couldn't actually yeah. win that game for Sebi Zavala. Uh, yeah. Oh, but what yeah. a fucking disappointment. Yeah, yeah, they lost 12 to 11. But, yeah, anytime you go to a White Sox game, there was always going to be some some stupid stuff like that. So there it was. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going in a couple weeks to see the Yankees, actually, so I'm sure nice. I'll be able to report some stuff. Although I'm, I happen to be sitting in nice seats, so I might be out of the, uh, the rogues gallery a little bit. So... <laughs> Um, but, uh, well, Jack, I got to say that, um, I, uh, even though I wasn't there, um, I benefited, uh, I had a bit of a personal gain from the Sebi Zavala game myself. Um, and that is because, um, I was, um, <clears throat> I was, I was home. I was actually, uh, our block. We, I was at a black party, um, that, uh, for, for our block. And, um, I was texting with you during the game and, um, I, we it kind of ended um we 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 you know went inside uh and i'm like oh shit i have some sebi zavala autograph cards <laughs> um that i just got just because he was a prospect i didn't really look that deep into you know how much of a prospect he was um but uh i had a i had a couple cards of his just like a couple base autographs which means that they're like not numbered and then i had this one that's like tie dyed colored and it's like die cut so it's like an x and it's numbered to five it was actually like numbered five of five um and so i threw that shit on ebay right away at like 10 o'clock at night 10 30 at night and um within a half hour i was 200 dollars richer basically <laughs> nobody so. nobody should make 200 dollars off of sebi's of all the cards no, not at all. I sold one, the number five, and that was the first one. I sold that one within like minutes of me listing it, and I listed it for a hundred dollars. I was gonna list it for like eighty dollars or best offer, and like you know, figured I don't know, I take fifty, sixty for it. Um, and I'm just this always happens. I set a price, and then I'm like, eh, let me ask a little more. So I put it for a hundred, and some guy offered like ninety or something, and I sold it. So boom right off the bat 90 bucks on that card then the the unnumbered one i sold for 40 dollars, and i had one left so i jacked that up to 60 bucks and then someone bought that so there Jesus, you go man that that is white Sox sad right there because you know that was three white Sox fans who bought oh, those oh yeah for sure and actually the guy who bought the the number to five he um messaged me like the next day and is like oh did this card go out yet 
I, I wonder if he was like maybe trying to back out of the deal or something. <laughs> but um, I did. Yeah, I sold it. Maybe uh, maybe it was that guy who was wallowing in his own shit <laughs> that uh, uh, bought that card. But um, but yeah. So uh, so that was um, I, I had a nice financial gain from the Sebi Zavala um, historic night. Um, reminds me, Jack. I didn't. We we didn't talk about this either, but. Uh, not to just gloat about my winnings, but uh, it, it's kind of a funny thing. But I, I also made a lot of money off of the home run derby a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, betting on Pete Alonso. Um, I had like three bets. First of all, I didn't know you could bet on the home run derby. So I bet on the home run derby and, and want some money there. So, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to lean on these financial gains to uh, help, you know, ease the pain of the, of the Cubs fire sale. But, uh, but yeah, whenever you, whenever you, first of all, if you bet on the home run derby, you're a degenerate. And then when you can win on the home run derby, it's just uh, you just gotta, you just gotta ride that one out and enjoy it. Jeez, man, it sounds like you're on kind of a hot streak. I think you need to go to across the border to Hammond, Indiana, yeah, maybe. right? Do a little scumbag outing, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Hit hit up the uh, not even the the horseshoe casino, but the uh, what's the one called? Like the TriStar or something? It's like it's like something star uh hotel like that's even further in indiana and kind of kind of scuzzier so <laughs> possibly possibly um speaking of heading out of the uh the city uh the other direction up to rosemont i just to uh recap like the the sports card con- uh convention um yeah you know uh it's it's the national card show so it's like the whole uh like country um you know converges on chicago for this card show it's in chicago every other year and then when it's not in chicago it's either in like atlantic city or cleveland or wherever um i think maybe they did it in denver one year um so it was here in chicago and like there's just tons of people signing autographs and tons of tables people selling stuff um i'm trying to think of some of the cool stuff that i saw jack uh first of all i did i got ryan sandberg's autograph um on this uh, kind of weird baseball card that he has where he had a mustache, um, uh, which I kind of was half expecting Ryan Sandberg to refuse to sign it because it's kind of a, just a weird-looking card. Like, I think he showed up one spring training uh, to, to camp with a mustache, and they must have gotten a bunch of pictures of him from that because there's there's a couple cards out there with him with a mustache. It's very rare. Uh, so I had him sign that, had him do the Hall of Fame 05 inscription on there, so that's a, definitely a prized possession of my collection for sure. But um, at the time on on Friday afternoon when I got his autograph, it was right between the Baez and the Bryant trades. And so I figured, hey, I'm going to see Ryan Sandberg. I'm going to meet Ryan Sandberg. Let me ask him about, uh, you know, all the trades or whatever. So I, I went up to him, uh, got his autograph, and I'm like, hey, Rhino, um, before I go, uh, you know, do you have any advice uh, for uh, – uh, a heartbroken Cubs fan or a despondent Cubs fan uh, going through these trades. And I, I, I was telling you the story, Jack, but when I said, do you have any advice? He kind of like perked up a little bit. Like I was going to ask him like life advice or something. Um, and then I was just like, uh, you know, for a despondent Cubs fan. And he's like, well, and then in classic Rhino style, he gave like the most vanilla answer. It was just like straight out of a textbook. He's like, you know, well, you, you got to trust the process, let them rebuild, you know, have faith in the, in the process. And, um, you know, let him, let him bring a new kid. So didn't really give me, <laughs> didn't really give me the, the sage advice I was looking for, but you know, Rhino was never a man of, of many words. Um, 
Uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah like, so it was it was an interesting time to to cross paths with him. Yeah, like I was saying, Jeremy, he should have when you asked Matt, he should have been like, yeah, whiskey or you know something <laughs> like that, right? Totally, totally. That that maybe was even what I was going for, but. If you know Rhino, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, yeah, I saw. Oh, go ahead, Jack. No, no, yeah, uh, you saw. It sounds like there were some other guys there too, right? There were some. I saw Johnny Bench. I saw Greg Nettles. I saw the kid from uh, Sandlot, uh, the kid who played Hamilton Porter. Like he he comes to that show every year and signs autographs. Um, mind you, you have to pay for the, these autographs too. Um, Dawson was signing at the same time as, as Sandberg. Um, there was a bunch of guys there, but uh, I didn't. Uh, I, those were the, just the guys over there when I when I was over there for Sandberg. Um, Big Poppy was supposed to sign, but there was like a note saying like he had a death in the family, so he couldn't be there. Um, you know, might have been that, or he might have just decided like I'm not getting on a plane to Chicago. Fuck this. Um, <laughs> so, which I, I imagine happens all the time at these shows. Um, but uh, yeah. Just a bunch of other guys. I ran into. I randomly ran. In, I, I don't know if there's any Survivor fans out there, but I randomly ran into this guy Boston Rob from Survivor, who's like one of the biggest Survivor celebrities. Um, and I got a picture with him. And that was he was, just attending the show? Yeah, he was just there. I don't know. I thought like it's possible that he could have been there signing as one of the guests, but no, he was just there. And uh, honestly, that was. Big, I, I've seen Ryan Sandberg before. I've had like some cool run-ins with Ryan Sandberg. Uh, so honestly, running into this Boston Rob guy was maybe the highlight of the convention for me. Jesus, man, um, I've, I've known you for you know ten years now. You've never mentioned Survivor once. Well, I know, I know, I read the room, Jack. <laughs> I read the room, <laughs> and I, I know, I'm like, this guy doesn't want to hear about Survivor. <laughs> um, but I did get my wife into Survivor, and um, uh, we're we're married. You know, Jesus, you like Survivor? Oh yeah, love Survivor. Okay. I've been watching since season two. Do you still watch it? Fuck yeah, I still watch it. It's still good. Jack, God, it's still. Man. If you ever liked Survivor, it's still as good as you remember it. Like it's it's uncanny. Like the show is so good, and it's been you know it, it hasn't been happening because of the pandemic. There actually are shooting uh, new seasons right now. Like thank thank God. Uh, so in the fall, <laughs> it should be coming back, but. Um, it's a great show. If you ever liked it, uh, and you haven't changed, <laughs> you know, grown up, taste, uh, taste matured, whatever, uh, stayed the same kind of like I like to do. Um, it's just as good as it ever was. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a damn good show. Wow. I've, I've had my mind blown. This is a whole side of you, <laughs> whole side of you that I've never seen before, Jeremy. Well, this is good. When we, when we don't have like a heavy episode and we can ramble on for a while, we, we, we tend to learn some new things about each other. So there you go. So, yeah, Survivor. Hey, Jack, I mean, listen, man, give it a shot. The first episode, see, see what you think. But it's, uh, it's a pretty damn addicting show. Is it, uh, is it on any streaming services? Um, it is. Yeah. I think if you have like that, uh, Paramount plus you, I think you can get all the old episodes, but, um, It'll, uh, you know, whenever it comes back uh, in September or something, it'll be on CBS. So uh, yeah, yeah, you know. no, yeah. All right, all right, yeah. Maybe I'll, uh, yeah, give it a shot. Okay, okay. Yeah, all that right. Sounded, that sounded convincing, but you know, <laughs> I might just keep it to myself. But uh, uh, but yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, uh, uh, that's awesome, Jeremy. Um, next time, I my work schedule changed uh, weirdly, so I, I probably would have been able to make it with you on Friday, but it just did. You know, we didn't know that. So yeah, next year I'll have to try to check that out i think it would be cool to at least you know get get an autograph from one or two old timers and 
you know, yeah. maybe say hi. Um, Definitely. One more thing before we get into our boring guys episode. Uh, <laughs> odd, oddly enough, John Axford re-signed with uh, the Brewers for one day, and now he's done. He blew out his elbow or something, and now Are you he's, serious? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. Even he's hear got that. A, he's got to get surgery, I think, and it looks like it's going to be career-ending. So he, oh you know, God, he came all the way back to pitch a third of an inning, and now he's done. Um, but the, I, the the funny thing is, is that ESPN reported the article I read, and I was, I was people were saying this on Reddit too. So it, you know, it seems like it's a, a known thing. But the Brewers paid the Blue Jays one dollar to acquire John Axford, which is kind of um, you know insulting. Like if I was John Axford, I wouldn't want that reported. Um, <laughs> but it, it made it made me think of the uh, uh, quote from RoboCop, where that guy's like. I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, yeah, and then like uh, dash David Stearns on John Axford, you know, like just the quote. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he saw John Axford, and that's what he said. Um, so yeah, that was an that was an interesting thing. But now it's now it's over. He he pitched like shit in the one game uh, oh he pitched in, and then <laughs> now he's now he's done. So do you yeah. think they'll make a movie about that? <laughs> Yeah, like well, the, people were saying, like, man, he worked his way all the way back, like, you know, at age 38. But it's like, for a, for a third of an inning where he gave up, like, two runs and kind of blew, start, started to blow the game. So, oh, God. You know, yeah, not not good. But he did uh, he did pitch a third of an inning. So if, they, if they, the Brewers win the World Series, he'll get a ring. Um, man, if the Brewers, like, that is some Midwest stuff, I think. <laughs> like, this mm-hmm. acqu- reacquiring a guy who has no business being in the major leagues and getting him for a dollar and putting him in a game when you're like, you know, I guess at this point, I think, I guess the Brewers like, well, fuck the Cubs trade away half their team. Uh, I don't think we have any competition. I guess we can afford to throw John Axford into a game, but like you almost feel like they should be punished for doing something (laughs) like that. It's like in a team, in a season when they're contending, like the Cubs have to be like, what the fuck? Like they're throwing John Axford out there and we just trade away all our guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's some goofy shit right there. And, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, so the, the um, veteran, look for that coming soon. Yeah, right. Yeah, Jer- well, Jeremy, you saw him make his one career start, I think. So there you oh, go. Oh God, yeah. With the Blue Jays. Um, and I sat in the outfield too for that. That's right. Game. That's right. Um, all right, so let's get to our boring guys episode uh, uh, topic here. So yeah. um, our, our thinking here was we wanted to pick guys who uh, have have played in the major leagues this season, um, and uh, it's yeah we picked a pitcher. Uh, so a starting nine. We picked a starting yep. nine. Um, one uh, one relief pitcher and one manager and one uh, one reserve. Yep. So Jeremy, who uh, who did you who, let? Yeah, where, where should we start? Let's start with pitcher. Let's start with pitcher and let's just do the like one through nine, and okay. then um, you know, and then we'll do the the uh, bench player, relief pitcher, and the manager. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Um. All right, Jack. Well, I, I feel like my, my pitcher is kind of like my big... Why, why don't you do your pitcher first, and then I'll do Sure, yeah, pitch. okay. So my, my pitcher is uh, none other than uh, Chase Anderson. <laughs> all like, right, very nice. What a, he's still pitching this year. He's still with the Phillies. But, like, just first of all, like, if you look at his, you know, his headshot on baseball reference, the guy just looks like a complete blockhead. But he's never, mm-hmm. he's never been exciting... Um, he was with the Brewers for, you know, for several seasons. He was with them actually only, only for four years. It seemed like a lot longer than that. Um, right. but yeah, he's never been any good. His career ERA is 419. Uh, he's 56 and 46. Um, he's never pitched 200 innings. He's never even pitched 160 innings. 
he's not like a strikeout guy. His career high in strikeouts is 133. Um, he's just a boring average pitcher who you would never be excited to see start a game. And, and not only that, but he there's and it's, this is not his fault, but but this is why he's a fucking this is why he's thrown into the pile of of guys. But there's like I get him confused with too many other guys. There's Tyler Anderson. I feel like there was um help me out, Jack. I feel like there was another Anderson on the there's Brett Anderson, but Yeah, yeah. Um there's Brett Anderson. I mean you got Chase Whitley. Um uh-huh. you know, uh yeah, and I think there's even another Anderson besides the two that, yeah, so yeah, we got Tyler, Tyler Anderson? Brett. Yeah, there 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 is a yeah. Tyler Anderson. Yeah, right, um right. Yeah, his nickname is Texas, according to baseball reference, like probably because he's from Texas, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how he got that nickname. So, yeah, man, just a, just a boring guy. And, and honestly, a guy who should not even be in the major leagues anymore. Um, his ERA is 675 in 44 innings this year. Um, uh, so, yeah, the guy just, the guy just sucks. Um, I never really liked him when he was on the Brewers. His stuff, his stuff is unexciting. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's not a guy who can throw 99 miles an hour. He's just like a, just like an average junk type of pitcher. So like, you know, screw this guy, man. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great call. And that's, that's, I think that's what we're talking about here for sure. Um, Jack, I, this was, so I, I this was kind of my, um, Mia Copa, maybe if that's the right, if I'm using that the right way, but like, this was my olive branch, uh, to the, to the rest of these guys. Um, so it kind of it loses maybe a little steam here being my first guy to 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 announce. But, um, Jack, I went ahead and I, I picked Kyle Hendricks. For my OK. Oh, OK. Pitcher. OK. I mean, he's boring to me, Jeremy. I've seen him pitch uh, like a full <laughs> season's worth of starts. Yeah. I mean, I so again, this is my only like this is, um you know, this is like when you like uh, as a teacher, you like discipline like uh the best student or you you know you you call out the best student in your class like to show the other students like hey i'm not playing favorites or something it's like um i i i, I crap on you know 10 other guys here uh, and a manager um so i'm like let me let me uh you know pick someone who i i really like uh to to just show i'm not being biased um but i mean kyle Hendricks is like I have to be honest, like if I if I'm saying that uh, Ryan Sandberg is boring, I mean, I got to say that Kyle Hendricks is, is boring. He's he's consistent and he's he's good. And uh, he, I've seen him pitch some of his best games and some of the best games I've been to. Um, but uh, he's not flashy in any sense of the word. He's not like a big guy. He's not overpowering. Um, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that makes him cool as a pitcher because he has very he's very reminiscent of Maddox. But um, I had to throw him on the list just uh, just to like to look good. Basically. Sure, sure, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, I was I was almost going to put Zach Davies on there, so we almost Oof. picked two. We almost picked two Cubs. Uh, Zach Davies and Chase Anderson very much remind me of themselves. But yeah, I mean, he's de- uh, Hendricks definitely isn't flashy. Um, you know, uh, I, I am surprised that you picked him. You're right. That's a good one to start off, Jeremy. That's like when you know they say your first day in prison, you should like find the biggest baddest dude and just like fucking knock him on his ass. You know. Um, <laughs> Totally. That, that was like what you did with that pick. I respect it. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess position uh, number two, the catcher. Yeah. Um, so I, I took Kurt Suzuki. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. Tell, tell me about him, Jack. Oh, well, yeah, Jeremy. Um, you know, he's just a <laughs> – I feel like for all these guys, it's like, oh, yeah, he's just, he's just a boring guy. But he is. I'm, right. I'm surprised that he's still in the major leagues. Um, yeah, he's, he's 
the uh, backup catcher for the LA Angels this year. Uh, he's played in 48 games. He's hitting 212. Um, you know, for his career, uh, his career high in homers is 19, uh, and he hit 283 with Atlanta at age 33. But you know, for the most part, he's just a guy who's going to hit like 12 home runs and maybe hit like 240 or 250. But he's been around forever. You, you know, his yeah. first year was 20, 2007. So uh, yeah, just a just just a guy who, if he was in the lineup or you know if he was on my team, I just would be totally not excited that they signed him. Okay. Fair, fair. Jack, I got to say, though, like, love him or hate him, he had that incident with the with the MAGA hat at, at the at the White House. And, like, I think that that gives him some sort of, like, some sort of, no, like, thing to talk about, at least. Sure. You know? Yeah, some he, sort of notoriety. Yeah. Even though he, he seems to be a complete bonehead and can be completely oblivious as to why that might, you know ruffle some feathers wearing that hat um he was like oh yeah man whatever i was just having a great time it's like yeah there's other stuff going on here you fucking bonehead but like um so i almost i'd have to almost disqualify him from my list from that if, if that never happened i would maybe consider him for my list but he also had like a moment too in the in the 19 world series i think he hit like a big game tying or game winning homer or something but uh so so yeah, but that that moment is something at least. It, it has nothing to do with him on the field, but it's something to to speak about when you when you bring up his name, I guess you know. <laughs> but um, all right, Jack. Well, I, you know, I kind of I'm I'm deep with each one of these um, uh, categories. I I don't know if I should list all the other guys who I had down uh, as runners runners up in these categories, but I, I have I had a couple other pitchers I could have picked uh, for catchers. I have um I have a four guys here, but I'm gonna go with my first instinct. And also, um, again, this is another one of the kind of like an exception to the rest of the roster, which may um, you know, uh, reveal itself as we continue going on. But my catcher jack that I picked was Martin Maldonado. Okay, okay. Like uh. just not like just I don't know. There's nothing that appeals uh to him or to, about him to me like. Was he like a good? Was he good at like getting like like catching like uh, base runners or something? Like uh, you know, you might know him a little better than I do. You know, he was always considered a, a defense first uh, catcher. I mean, he did win a Gold Glove in 2017 with the LA Angels. Um, sure. But yeah, he he's a guy where I'm I'm a little bit surprised that he's uh, you know he's he's still hanging around. He's only yeah. 34, so he's probably going to play for another five years. Um, yeah. those, those catchers, you know, those backup, like Robinson Torinos, you know, those yeah. guys just, they just hang around. Um, yeah, I mean, but he was never, a, of, he was a cub for all of four games in yeah. 2019. Yep. Yeah. So he, he was, uh, um, yeah, he was never an exciting guy though. Catcher is a hard yeah. position to pick because yeah. there's so, there's so many guys. And, um, you know, we always like when we do the, uh, the worst player on a, on a world series roster or the worst player on an all-star team, it's like you always got to you know, you kind of got to try to actively avoid the catchers, but the backup catcher, you know, on like the World Series teams or pennant winners, because that's a, that's just kind of a given that they're going to be yeah. a boring guy. So, but yeah, he's he's a yeah, he's totally just kind of a lump of uh, you know, unexcited. There's a bunch of pads behind the home plate <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah, and he's hitting he's hitting a staggering 185 this year for Houston. So, yeah, I you mean, know. he he sucked in those four games he was with the Cubs. That's for sure. Well, D Dusty probably loves him. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay, let's go to number three. Uh, we got first base. So I yep. have Mitch Moreland. 
All right, Jack. I think you might have mentioned Mitch Moreland uh, at some point when we were coming up with that. Um, I have him too. Okay. Uh, he was my pick of my three guys that I I named. I don't know if I should pick if I should pick a different guy just because or no. I mean, we said it would be interesting if we came yeah. up with the same guy for some of them. So I yeah. think that this guy is he's you know I, I was thinking maybe C.J. Crone could also be a good candidate for this. He was but... on my list, Jack. He would have been my my backup. There we go. So we were both even even if we picked a different guy, it would have been the same guy. Yeah. Um, and Mitch Moreland seems like a, a dude who's always hurt. Like he was on, I had to actually check if he was even playing this year, but he, he is on the A's and, mm-hmm. um, he's just back to his old, his old ways. He's, he's only played in about 70 games. He's got seven home runs. He's hitting 228, just, uh, boring. And he was never a guy who could hit lefties. Yeah. I don't even know that much about Mitch Moreland. He, he's just, because I've never been intrigued to learn anything about him because he is just super boring. Like I, like he was like the starter. Uh, he was like the starting first baseman, I think, for the world champ Boston Red Sox. Um, and it's like, why? Like this guy is a, a starter on a World Series team. Like that doesn't seem right. Um, I think the, you know, they went and ahead and signed him as a free agent, uh, I believe. And uh, it's like, you can't do any better. Like the Boston can't do any better than than Mitch Moreland. Um, but uh, yeah, just I I. Not much else to say about him. <laughs> just fucking boring. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. Well, we were definitely on the same page for first baseman. Second baseman, yeah. uh, Jeremy, and I had talked to you about this guy. This this guy was kind of like my basis for this whole thing. But Cesar Hernandez for second yeah. base. I guess he kind of became a little bit more exciting because this, this was before he got traded to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of just uh, became a little bit more exciting to everyone here in Chicago because he... He's a fresh face with a team that's contending. But, uh, yeah, man, if you look at his career numbers, the guy's just uh, – he's just a bore. I, I feel like all those guys that were on the Phillies, like, who played in the middle are just boring guys. Like, Freddie Galvis. I mean, at least Freddie Galvis, like, ran across a mound and almost got in a fight with – was it uh, Miles Michaelis? <laughs> yes, it was. Um, yeah, he, he ran over Michaelis's mound. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. At least he did that, and I mean, Galvis is uh, also like a guy who's considered like a, a really good fielder. Um, I guess Hernandez won a Gold Glove with Cleveland in 2020, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he he just he, they just ran him out there every single day, and I mean, his career average is 273, which isn't bad, and you know, mm-hmm. he's got 18 home runs already. But yeah, overall, just a guy where it's like yeah, just just nothing nothing really to write home about. I mean, he had 11 triples in 2016, which I guess is kind of cool, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem like he has he does any one thing particularly well. No, or notable. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, so Jack, was it on like two episodes ago where you did you say that on the pod that no one's going to a game to see Caesar Hernandez? I think I did. I definitely texted it to you, but I, I think I may have also said it on the pod. So okay. uh, and then, yeah, yeah, and then just mere days later, the White Sox acquired him, so. and probably many White Sox fans went to go see him. So there you go. <laughs> right. I right. think that says more about Sox fans and, and Cesar Hernandez. Um, I think it, I think it might have been more like they were walking in the stadium and they're like, "All right, hey, and Cesar Hernandez is there too." <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, man, I just just keep diluting yourself. But um, all right, all right, yeah, that's a great one, Jack. Um, so, Jack, I ended up going with David Fletcher. Ooh, with the Angels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's not not a not a not a lot there. No, he's a good player. Um, like he's a career 295 hitter. He's hitting 303 this year, but that's 
that's even more to say about how much how boring this guy is is that like he's good and he's still boring so there you go um i mean he only has like he has two homers three homers six homers one so like six is his career high in homers um but that's not his game uh should we penalize him for that sure why not um so uh he he also finished 17th in mvp voting last year but that's a whole nother story i guess but uh but yeah just like he's a good guy but kind of just unremarkable i i bet i'm sure if you talk to some angels fan they'd be like oh we love fletch or whatever yeah his nickname is fletch there you um, go but uh outside of that uh he's not uh he's he, not he rem- exciting anybody he reminds me of uh he's gonna be like the next aaron hill mm, that's a good one yeah um, at least yeah, Aaron hey, Hill he, had hit forever or for power though a little bit I think. I will say, Jeremy, in in baseball terms, David Fletcher is a micro guy, so that's kind of cool. Ah. You know, he's five nine, one eighty five. You know, so yeah, that's true. that's like, oh yeah. When Jeremy and I went to the bar, uh, you know, before <laughs> Alice's, we walk in and like the lady who was bartending. Um, I mean, she she kind of like checked our IDs, but she was also eventually bartending later. But so we walk in the bar and she goes. Oh, you guys are so similar in height, um, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do with that co- with that comment because no. uh, you know it, it, it wasn't a co- we're not tall, so it wasn't a compliment. Uh-huh. Right, it was just like a, a statement, and you know I wasn't partic- I didn't know what to say. To, we we didn't say anything. I think we just kind of like both grunted or laughed or something, and <laughs> yeah. Or gave each other a weird look, like took a step, like one step past her and then gave, gave each other like a weird look. It's like, I've never thought, I mean, we've, we've talked about being short and like being aware of, of height and definitely making fun of other short guys, even though we're short, but like, I've never really thought like, Hey, uh, we're kind of the same height. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, our, who, like, I actually don't even know which one of us is taller or like what the difference is in height. No, uh, but I've never like, thought about it. Ever. I don't understand what the point of her, her comment was, you know, because no. it's like, oh, you guys are so, you know, I can barely tell you guys apart. You're so similar in height. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know about that one, but it was a, a data point, Jeremy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's David Fletcher. Um, third base, uh, this is like one of my two fall from grace guys, but mm. I had Evan Longoria. Ah, interesting. Yeah, okay. he's just become a total bore. Yeah, he, yeah. he was good at the start of his career, but he hasn't been good for like eight years, if you well, look at his baseball reference. You know, they say these guys go out to the West Coast to, to die, basically. And so, like, yeah, I, I mean, not that Evan Longoria was like, uh, you know, <laughs> packing a Tropicana field, um, because <laughs> I think they draw about like 16,000 people. Um, but, like, yeah. You would never know. He he goes out to San Francisco, and it's it's almost like he's out of the league. He's out of baseball. Yeah, um, and his numbers are just totally, uh, you know, totally pedestrian. You know, two fifty three in twenty fourteen and, and seven hundred plate appearances. Uh, you know, he hit two fifty four in two consecutive years in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Hit two forty four the year before that with like uh, you know twenty sixteen and twenty home runs. Uh, it, it's just uh, you know just no thanks. No, he's just yeah. he's just an old guy at this point. Yeah, yeah, a guy that maybe was cool or like it's like when he was like cool or good, it was like a whole nother lifetime. 
basically. Yes, yeah, there's a whole generation of baseball fans now who've grown up, like, not knowing that he was ever a good player. Um, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that he signed a six-year, $100 million deal with uh, the Giants. That is a waste of money. Yeah, um, they, they certainly seem to have a lot of money to piss away out there in San Francisco, yeah. I guess. Jesus Christ. Um, who'd you have? Um, so... I had this was a tough one, kind of. Um, I'll say that for me, Evan Longoria, the fact that his and this person isn't even relevant anymore either, but the fact that his name is one letter off from Eva Longoria uh, is enough of a conversation topic for me to keep him off this roster. Okay, <laughs> but but uh, you know, definitely a shell of what he once was. This one is kind of a. I'm not super excited about this one, but I went with Joey Wendell, Jack. He's technically. Oh, yeah. He's got some games into third base. Um, I mean, what the fuck can you say about Joey Wendell? I don't think he wears batting gloves, um, but he's just a small white guy. I don't know. You know, he um, he's he's such similar height than than we are. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's about all you can say about Joey Wendell. And he's actually six one. That's you know, I think either one of us would be would kill to be six one. Um, yeah, yeah nothing, I, nothing I, w- yeah, he did. We did see him this year. He did yeah. make the all-star team, but he was definitely yeah. the most boring guy in the all-star team. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's, he's a prime candidate for worst all-star of 2021 <laughs> for sure. Yes. Watch oh. your back, Joey Wendell. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. So we move on to, uh, outfielders now. Um, uh, uh, well let's shortstop. Oh, we got shortstop. That's right. Uh, okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, my shortstop is Alcides Escobar. Nice. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that's a cheat because he hadn't been in, in the league for like two years. Yeah. But he is. He's playing for the Nationals this year. Um, yeah. And he has no business being on a major league field anymore. So well, uh, yeah, what better way to reward a guy for making for clawing his way back into the majors than to put him on an all boring list? <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, you know what? He would have been on this list his last couple of years in Kansas City, too. Um, yeah, just to, uh, he, he was on those Royals uh, pennant winners. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he's got that going for him. He was considered a, a first rate fielder. Um, but yeah, he just, you know, he, ne- he never really did much with the bat and, uh, you know, now he's just an, he's just an old guy. So yeah, Jeremy, you're yeah. right. Uh, a nice little sniper bullet for a guy who worked <laughs> super hard probably to get his, to get back <laughs> into the league. But uh, sure. what can I say? What can I say? Well, you know, worked hard or like, you know, just stuck around long enough to be like, uh, we got this guy in the system. We probably should call him up. Just yeah, we're not we're respect. not going anywhere. We just traded. Uh, we just gave away COVID Trey, so <laughs> we got we got to have somebody to somebody to play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't even really know. Um, I think he hit like a crucial homer in the 2015 World Series, maybe. So that's cool. But yeah, I don't really, I don't know. Like, did he hit? Did he do? Did he have like a long hitting streak or something? Like, yeah, well, he, he, he had a long game games played streak. Uh, I mean, he had well, he's yeah. had three seasons of 162 games played, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I you know, I mean, we're we're grasping for straws here, but <laughs> you know, we try to um, try to find a way to keep him off the list or you know do something. But yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I'll see you, Escobar. Pretty good one. Um, it's bizarre that he's in the league right now for sure. Um. Jack, my shortstop was kind of my impetus for for going along with this um, topic to begin with. Uh, I think we I pitched this one a couple weeks ago when the Cubs were playing the D-backs. Um, so my guy is shortstop Nick Ahmed. 
Yeah, sure. For uh, for Arizona, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess his nickname is Slick Nick. Um, Oof. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, just I got nothing to say about this guy. Like, if this guy was on my team and – Good God. I, uh, let me check his free agent. Okay, he signed through 2023, so I don't think the Cubs are going to be trading for this guy. But I'm like, this seems like the kind of guy who, like, a fucking rebuilding Cubs team might sign to play shortstop, who, like, would essentially taking, be taking Javier Baez's place. And it's like, I would fucking vomit every time I watched turn on a Cubs game and saw Nick Ahmed at shortstop. Like, so I'm thankful that he's somehow signed, uh, you know, through 2023. I don't... I don't see, I can't I don't I can't find a way where he could somehow make it to the, to the Cubs but just I mean what what does that do for you to see Nick Ahmed and I'm I'm mad when I go to see a game and he's and he's playing against the team I'm seeing like it's like this <laughs> guy come on anybody but this guy like what is he bringing to the table like just a total snooze fest Yeah that's not not exactly Tommy Lasorda bringing a you know, a limo for Kurt Pavakwa to get to the the stadium. You know, like <laughs> yeah. the the opposite of that. Yeah, he's just hitting two twenty two this year with three homers in ninety five games. So that's yeah. uh, that's ugly um, on a terrible Diamondbacks team. Um, Who signed this? I, like what they so they signed him to a four year, thirty two point five million dollar extension. Like what? What? No wonder the Diamondbacks are a fucking joke yeah and that, that's not really a good contract for anybody you know um yeah i mean i that's that's i guess nick ahmed figured that was way better than you know he was otherwise gonna do but uh yeah that's just a, an ugly deal but yeah think about it jeremy he, he has 32 million bucks in his pocket or he will so well yeah maybe he's a realist and he's like excuse me 32 million uh where's where's the pen <laughs> pass that, pass that uh, bick um so yeah yeah nick ahmed there you go all right. Um, so outfielders, uh, my first one is going to be a controversial pick. So I'm just going to kind of go, uh, you know, mm. whatever, seventh or nine, whatever. Um, okay. So my first outfielder is going to be Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. So former MVP, you know, in 2013, but the guy hasn't done any, you know, I, okay. He's got 20 home runs this year. But I feel like just the last five years, yeah. he's completely – he was one of the best players in the league, and he's just completely fallen off the planet. Sure. I You know, I, th- I suppose this is a food for thought here, but, like, you know, if a guy was ever exciting, should he ever be on the boring list? Um, sir, I can't, I can't make any arguments with you about – well, there, there's one thing I could bring up for, for Andrew McCutcheon, but, um, you know, back in the day – I would say pretty exciting. Oh yeah, one of one yeah. of the one of the more exciting guys to see. Yeah. But if you saw but, him in the Phillies lineup now, yeah, would you even care? Sure, it's like it's a fall from grace for sure, and and that and, and it's such a fall that maybe he should be on uh, the roster. We, you know, oddly enough, uh, you know, we say that guys go to San Francisco to die, but it's like. You can also stay on the East Coast and go to Philadelphia and die from baseball, you know? Yeah. Bryce I mean, Harper's it, doing it. it happened to you know? Bryce Harper, right? Yeah, yeah. And nobody he was one of the most talked about players in the league and now you never hear about him at all anymore. Yeah, it seems like no one kind of gives a shit. No. So, yeah, that's uh, you know, Philadelphia is uh, the East Coast equivalent of San Francisco, I think. <laughs> at least um, as far as baseball. Sure. Uh did you see that that picture or that baseball card of Andrew McCutcheon, Jack? Uh, uh, no, no, I didn't. Um, let me try to. Uh, let's see. Um, 
let me try to send you this link. If you can look inside of the uh, the chat there on our um, on our recording yeah. process here, uh, I just want to show you this picture of this baseball card, and then I will um, I'll describe it to the listeners. Um, but uh, last season, uh, McCutcheon had this baseball card. I guess he was in the dugout um, of a game, and he, they were wearing like the maroon, the all maroon throwback jerseys. Um, like with the big P on there, the big old school P and then the, the maroon hat. Um, and he like had sunglasses on. He had like his shirt, like half unbuttoned. It's actually half unzippered. He had a big uh, chain and uh, a bandana and his hat head is kind of tilt hat is kind of tilted back and he's holding like a cup of coffee or something. And it's a cool looking card. And I got to say, even like just because that photo was captured and put on a baseball card and, and, and actually like, a lot of collectors like were clamoring for this card. I got to say that that at least gives him some sort of panache to keep him off of the list for me personally. Yeah, that's that is a good card, Jeremy. He sort of looks like the modern day Dick Allen or something. Yeah, sure. You know that Maybe famous quote a... uh, photo with Dick Allen smoking a cigarette in the in the dugout. He might have mm-hmm. been with the White Sox at that point, not the Phillies. But um, yeah, that is that is a good picture, Jeremy. I can't argue with that. Yeah, so that's at least that gives him something, some kind of panache. You would hope that he was doing cool things on the baseball field, like for his team to help them win. But I don't know, maybe like, uh, well, fuck, maybe Freddie Galvis looked over and saw him dressed up like that, and he's like, oh, cool, man. And then he hit a homer, and then they won that game. So if that's the case, then maybe he did help the team win. But uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's a controversial one. I'd say a little bit, but uh, it's definitely. Um, it's food for thought, and uh, it, it helps like kind of carve out what our uh, criteria is for this. For this All right. Thing. Well, who do you have for your outfielder, Jeremy? Your first one. Well, yeah, I kind of stuck to the positions too. Tried to at least. Okay. Um, so 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 if we're going um, one through nine, uh, we're on seven. So my left fielder, Jack, is um, I feel like I've I've said this before, but uh, uh, none other than Michael Brantley. Oh yeah, Michael Brantley. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, so. That's an interesting one. Um, Michael fucking Brantley. Okay, okay, yeah, tell me about it. He, for me, Jack, he's right up there with Nick Ahmed. The, the, him, the, those two, the, they're like the Brizzo of my team. Um, <laughs> Brahmed, or, uh, yeah, I think that's, I'll stop it there. Antley, I guess, but, um, but yeah, like, Br- Michael Brantley is like, he's a, he's a solid player. Like, I would be, maybe not this year, but like, Actually, no, he's fucking hitting 330 this year. I mean, this guy is good, but, like, boring. He's just boring. Like, it's like, you're good, but you're boring? I, it's like, yeah, I don't know. He's good, but, like, he does he does nothing for me. I would love to – if he was on the Cubs, I would, I'd would i love to have him on the team, but but uh, it just does, it does nothing for me. I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, so, Jeremy, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll add to that. So, Michael Brantley – um, you know, he would, he did had, but had a really good year in me and my dad's, uh, 2014 Strato season. That was the year he hit 311 with Cleveland. Um, yeah, I think he hit 300 as recently as, uh, two years ago with Houston. Um, so, you know, the guy has been historically a good hitter, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, it, there, there's not, there's not a whole lot that's exciting about him these days. Um, he was the player to be named later in the CC Sabathia trade to the Brewers. So he's, you know, he's getting up there in age. That trade was 13 years ago at this point. Um, 
But yeah, and he's he's still on the Astros and still playing every day, and he's hitting three thirty. Wow, Jesus no, Christ! I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his numbers. He hit he's hit three hundred the last four years, uh, including this year, and then the year before that he hit two ninety nine. So he's essentially hit three hundred for the last five years. Um, the one little blip there, and then he hit three hundred the the two years previous to that. So I mean, it's hard to deny what this guy's what he brings to the table, but. Uh, not bringing any personality or <laughs> okay okay that's uh that's fair enough um you know again i'm, I'm sure dusty loves the guy uh sure. but yeah hitting 330 so he could uh, he's leading uh all the major leagues in batting average right now so <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> we have the major league leader in batting average on the on the boring list which may be and, an, an indictment of uh you know the, hit, hit the hitting this year <laughs> right and i think uh hendrick's um I feel it was he leading the whole league in wins or Might have like, been. yeah. All right. So we got, we got average wins and a former MVP on the roster. That's what I think of your stats. <laughs> um, so my second guy is more in line with what we're going for. Robbie Grossman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he's with the Tigers this year, uh, but he's never been an exciting guy. Um, and he's one of those guys where it seems like there's no reason for him ever to have been in the major leagues, but here he is. And he's, he's been playing for a while now. We definitely dumped on that signing on the podcast, I think. We when, did. When we did. Happened. Yeah. And he's got 16 home runs this year. And you wouldn't know yeah. it. You never hear about it. No, I mean, do we tip our hat to this guy for even getting out of bed to play for this Detroit Tigers team? Um, I mean, it's just a pretty pathetic situation. It Although is. They're not, they're not in, they're like in like third place or something. Yeah. And, and he, of all things, he's got 71 walks this year. Yeah. Already. Yeah. He's going to walk 100 times if he stays healthy. He's played in 104 games for them, so he's playing absolutely every day. Um, he's having a good season, but like I said, you wouldn't know it because no one talks about the guy. So, no. uh, yeah, good for him, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, the fact that he's making money playing baseball, good for him. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, that's a good one. I saw him, uh, you know, come through the notes, and I was thinking about it, but I couldn't just couldn't get him into that roster um jack for my center fielder um you know again i feel like i don't know why i feel like this one is cheating but um maybe it's like low-hanging fruit or something but i I went with chris taylor yeah okay rat boy all right yeah yeah for sure i think he um he was in center field, I think, uh, for that play. Maybe that's enough to keep him on the li- or off the list. But he was he was in center field. I think he booted that play that uh, Brett Phillips hit right into the. Uh, was it him or Mookie who booted that? It was Chris mm. Taylor, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was Chris Taylor, I believe. Yeah, so he he was in center field for that. So therefore, he can play center field for my all boring team. <laughs> um, but you know, and he, I think he was like. Um, player of the week maybe last week yeah. or something he like, was an all he was an all-star this year yeah he's having a good year he's on one of my fantasy teams uh and, and doing just fine 282 17 homers um but yeah like weird like he was on the the mariners for a couple years and just did nothing and then he of course he goes to the fucking dodgers and hits 21 homers like just out of nowhere hits 288 and he's good he's like a good role player utility guy um dependable um but seeming like pretty boring to me i never saw him do anything cool like he doesn't have a fucking dance move or a home run celebration or anything and so it's like 
Yeah, dude, you're gonna get on the old all boring list for that for that one. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah, definitely nothing flashy. Just uh, kind of looks like a like you know ratatouille or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a, that's a good one. Um, my last outfielder is Ben Gamble. Uh, nice. I, you know, dude, I wanted to take Ben Gamble. I thought that was gonna be an outside the box pick only because he's got long hair, and I'm like, I think you know, uh, maybe that disqualifies him from the list, but. Maybe Jack, he's he's despite that he's still on your all boring list. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he you know he he's the guy, Jeremy. I think he gives off A's vibes. Yeah, I could see that definitely. So I could I could see the A's and like you know he's kind of a, he would be a bargain and he's he's kind of a solid player. So I could see the A's picking him up at some point. Is he on the pirate? Yeah, the pirate. yeah. He's on he's on the pirates now. Yeah, was know. on the Brewers for a couple of years, but um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Ben Gamble is mine. And also kind of a guy who's like just always a fourth outfielder. Um, mm-hmm. He's made a, made a career out of it. So, I, you know, I can see him hanging around uh, kind of like a Robbie Grossman-esque type of career. But, uh, yeah, I thought Ben Gamble was a solid choice. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I would have loved to have uh, made that, that, that move to get him on my roster. Um, <laughs> totally, totally boring, um, despite trying to look not boring um he uh a couple years ago when he was on the mariners the mariners played like they kind of brought back those turn ahead the clock jerseys sure um which are cool um and like they're they were kind of like vest jerseys and players wore like you know like those that like under armor shirt those like kind of skin tight shirts underneath ben gamble of course wore no shirt underneath um, and I think he like slid into second base and like, like head first. And, you know, I feel like he like, it looked painful. It looked like he like scratched up his like upper arms or something. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, even still not that, uh, not that exciting. So, um, so Jack for my right field, I went with Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun. Okay. Yeah. I was, he was going to be one on mine, Jeremy, to be honest with yeah. you. So. Uh, that's that's a good one. Um, that's another Diamondback. He's on the Diamondbacks this year, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's got good power numbers. Uh, average isn't really that great, but it's not that far off of the league average. Um, he made he made. I remember like some good plays against the Cubs just a couple weeks ago. Um, but like I again, just he doesn't look cool. Like. He doesn't really do anything that's cool, um, and I got nothing. Like, there's just nothing there. Like, he he does look like he's about forty five years old in his baseball yeah. reference headshot. So he there does, is that. Yeah, yeah, he looks older than he does. Just he not, looks like an old timey baseball player. He looks like a, yeah, or just destined to be a coach. It's like, is it? Can this guy just be a coach already? <laughs> you know, and like, not even like you know a hitting coach, but like a. A, a, a Mike Napoli esque coach, you know, right? Where he just he doesn't even wear a hat in the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why doesn't Why doesn't Mike Napoli wear a hat? <laughs> he like probably threw it out. He's like, I'm not this <laughs> shit, and he just threw it in the garbage. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what man. I feel bad for Napoli now. Like, what is he doing now? Is he like Is he like fucking around with like you know Sergio Alcantara or like Andrew Romine and? Uh, Kyle Ryan like does he have like a boys club with them like he's got to be kind of beside himself I'm su- I'm surprised he doesn't just quit the team like, I know all of his buddies are gone now and it, yeah. it kind of doesn't seem like he would be friends with a guy like Hendricks 
Um, no. Nope. So yeah, I mean, unless he unless he knows Contreras, but it seemed like you know he liked like Bryant and Rizzo, or at least Rizzo. Like him and Rizzo yeah. seemed like they would be pretty tight. So. Yeah, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, Jeremy, just Google like Mike Napoli's like house. He had like a house in Florida that went on sale. It's just disgusting the the lug the lap of luxury that that man lives in. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, all these guys, they're boring, but they're you know they're making bank. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Okay, uh, we got relief pitcher, bench player, and manager. Uh, I'll go relief pitcher first. Let, let's uh, get that one out of the way. Yeah. Again, hard hard one to do because there's so many boring guys. I picked Craig Stammen. <laughs> Very nice. Because we saw him. We saw him. He's a boring player to watch because he it takes forever to work. Um, but also, he's had a boring career in that we were trying to – we were like, man, Craig Stammen's been on a lot of teams, right? No, he's just been on two teams for a really <laughs> long time. Right, He's been on the right. Nationals and the Padres, and you know, both of those teams were boring when he was on them, except for the Padres this year. Right. Um, yeah, it's almost anno- it's annoying that we thought he was on a lot of teams and he's only been on two. It's like right. Geez, How man. is it possible that the guy's only been on two? Like that, a guy like that should have been on like ten teams by now, and he's you know he's only been on yeah. two, so that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good pick. Yeah. Definitely. I I was like um, resigning myself to, to relief or to, to closers. Sure. So and I, I, prob- I was thinking, yeah. No, well, that's that's fine though because I probably lost. I probably lost some like good, just general, um, boring guys uh, in middle relief. But um, I still found managed to find a, a four candidates for my relief pitcher. But I ended up going with another Padre, Jack uh, Mark Melanson. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I gotta text you a picture of his like 2021 baseball card. He, he he's got a very square shaped head. Um, uh, it's like his 2021 uh, Topps Heritage card. It's it's I, I'll text it to you the next time I, I have a can get I my could, hands. I can I can pull it up right here. Yeah 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 yeah. His head is completely square shaped. I actually have it, but let me just I'll look okay. at it anyway. But um, it's kind of funny because you on eBay and like. A guy like that, you can't find someone selling just his single card. Um, but yeah, I see it now. Yeah, it's it's like completely, like head on, just like completely eye level, medium close up like shot. And yeah, he he kind of looks like um uh fuck, what's the guy's name? Uh, Strickland from uh, Back to the Future. Oh man, I don't remember the, that. The character. principal. Okay. You're a slacker, McFly. Your dad was a slacker. Principal Strickland. Strickland had hair. Or Strickland did not have hair. Uh, Melanson does, but yeah, he kind of looks like the the principal from Back to the Future. All right, I'm gonna Google that. I haven't seen that movie in years. Um, yeah, okay. So Melanson's good. Um, yeah. You know, that's an, that's another guy uh, that you know kind of surprised he's still in the league. It seems like he's uh, like you know he's got had had nine lives. I'm kind of uh, oh. disappointed that my 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 impression of of Principal Strickland didn't just automatically bring his image back up in your mind i've seen i've seen this actor and other stuff um he, he was in the he-man movie <laughs> i remember okay okay well uh yeah there there you go um yeah he does look a little bit like that that's <laughs> you're a slacker mcfly all right <laughs> um yeah i mean just like not that exciting he's been like a closer the only interesting thing about mark melanson is the spelling of his name I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people thought when he came into the league, his nickname, like, I thought his nickname was Melancone. Yeah. Like melancholy. 
Yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah, that was what I thought too. I thought I didn't know the C was uh, pronounced like it was. I thought that was I, sw- I thought it was cone at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of interesting, <laughs> but it's not enough. I still had to put him on the list, and he's going to be a closer on like. I mean, I don't know what the Padres are going to do this year, but like, he probably shouldn't be the closer on like a World Series contender. I don't know. No, he's got thirty-two saves though in a two ERA. Right? Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he's I have doing him on the fantasy team at age thirty-six. Um, okay, uh, so yeah, Melanson's uh, that's a good one. Um, uh, now we're going to bench player. I chose Phil Goslin. Ah, uh, nice. I mean, jeez. Yeah, again, yeah. a ben- bench player is one where it's like, man, there could be so many choices. But uh, yeah. yeah, Phil Goslin, no idea what he's even doing in the majors right now. He's played like parts of nine seasons in the in the major leagues at this point, which doesn't make sense. Um, but he's actually hitting 280 with three homers this year. But it's like, you know, he's one of the most anonymous players in baseball yeah for sure like you if someone said like you know if you were at trivia night and they're like the play this the athlete phil goslin plays what sport and like you know you lay you put cricket or golf or uh fucking that weird three-on-three olympic basketball or baseball people would probably pick baseball last yeah right um i would have probably said something like cricket you know, so, um, yeah, yeah that, I, that would be a good, that would be a good one for trivia, Jeremy. Um, if we're ever in like, you know, mixed company, uh, and we, I don't know, write our own trivia, that would be a good, sure. that'd be a good one. Yeah. Sneak that one into, into trivial pursuit, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. If they knew we wrote it though, they probably could just guess baseball. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, true. Fair. Um, okay. Yeah. That's a good one, Jack. And that's like, yeah, you know, I feel like. Man, it's like there are so many just anonymous guys like that that we could have picked. Uh, who's that fucking guy who we saw with the Reds? Um, Murphy or something? like? Uh, Tony Renda? No, Tony, no. Yeah, that, that was years ago. Yeah. It was some, It was like Mike Murphy or some or – oh. not Tom Murphy because that's a guy on the Mariners. But there was some guy. He ended up getting traded, I think. And it's like, who the hell would want this guy? Now I can't remember the fucking guy's name, but uh, it doesn't matter, I guess. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, Jack, I went with Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah, okay. Um, and again, man, you could. I guess the only thing that's interesting about Zimmerman is that, like, he said he, uh, you know, he <laughs> he either felt unsafe or he felt really safe uh, or something, right? What yeah, was that? He, well, he thanked the president for keeping him safe is what he did. Um, even though I'm pretty sure he probably lives like in a gated community, probably has like a really nice uh, alarm system and all that stuff. But he, he feels safe, uh, because of, um, his visit to the white house. So, uh, but yeah, that's an interesting thing, I guess, uh, an interesting tidbit. Um, but, uh, for a guy who was like the face of the nationals and like, uh, a guy who's been in the league forever. I mean, what is he like? What, notable about ryan zimmerman can you can you say other than he's just been around for a long time you know yeah yeah he was like he might have been their first draft pick ever yeah um yeah that was it um he might have hit the first home run in nationals like uh Park. park uh maybe hit the first world series home run um for the nationals uh and i guess he was their first draft pick but it's like yeah man he's been in the league since 2005 it's just forever since age 20. Um, yeah. And yeah, he just, he, he hasn't, uh, he had one, 2017, he had 36 home runs and drove in 108 runs and hit 303. That's just like an anomaly 
you know, yeah. all of his other seasons were just totally average. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, it doesn't really seem to make sense why he's still around. Um, yeah. And I bet they'll probably retire his number when he's when he's done <laughs> playing. I guess. So here's the question to Cubs fans and to myself. It's like, would are you are you glad that you that the Cubs traded Rizzo and got like two prospects for him, or would you rather him end up like Ryan Zimmerman in the Nationals? Yeah, man, that's like the Maglio Ordonez Carlos Lee debate. You know, I don't. <laughs> you know, we could debate that for hours. No, I, yeah. I would. I'm I'm happy they trade. If I was a Cubs fan, I'd be happy they traded Rizzo. Uh, yeah. If that was the alternative, him ending right. up like Ryan right. Zimmerman. Yeah. You got a guy who's 36 years old. He You can't start him at first base anymore, but you love him, but you can't cut him. And it's like he's it's kind of taking up a roster spot. But, uh, you know, we remember that World Series. And so, um, yeah, we, hey, what about that tarp catch? Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, they the Nats probably they probably would be, be happier to, uh, you know, I bet he's got a great parking spot in the players' lot. You know, it's just like. Uh, can't this guy move on? Like, you know, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, he did sign a one year, $1 million contract this year. So maybe this is like his farewell tour with the team or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just, let's just hope Mark Grace's wife doesn't, doesn't take that parking spot. <laughs> um, right. uh, also, okay. it is very magnanimous of Ryan Zimmerman to be like, eh, I'll do it for a million, you know, but, <laughs> oh, thanks, Ryan. thanks Ryan guy. <laughs> um, manager, the last one. Yeah, I uh, I picked Bud Black for this one. Ooh, so I was so close to taking him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like the Rockies have like the same team every year, no matter who's on it. Uh, they're never exciting. You never hear anything about them, other than like how poorly run their front offices. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's and they just uh, I don't, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what style of baseball they play. It's like I guess have <laughs> have crappy pitchers and like uh, you know hit hit well at home. I don't know. So yeah. yeah, but but black. There you go. Yeah, for sure. I you know, um I just know that he managed the Padres for a long time. Um I kinda liked him when he was with the Padres and I, I honestly I would have said that he's a guy who's managed multiple teams. Like I thought he maybe managed the, the Giants, but I guess he's only managed the Padres and the Rockies here according he's, to He's uh, the Cra- the Craig Stammon of managers. Yeah, kinda. Um he was a former pitcher himself too. Um I never noticed this, Jack, but uh, on Baseball Reference, when you look at managerial stats, they list one of the stats they list for man- managers uh, are ejections for the oh, season. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Bud Black, uh, no ejections last year. It was a shortened season. Uh, only one this year, um, and he has twenty. He has thirty-two total ejections over fourteen seasons. Boring. So, uh, <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jack, my uh, manager, there was a couple good choices here, but I went with old David Bell from the Reds. Yeah, that's a he's a he's a boring one, too. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, I guess it could be said that, like, the Reds seem to start a lot of crap, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with like Amir Garrett and Joey Votto. But uh, yeah, David Bell is just an an unexciting guy, like at least with Clint Hurdle, like you could kind of you could hate him. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying I don't hate David Bell, but like he's sure. not he's not like as aggressively uh, as much of an asshole as Clint Hurdle was. No, or at least he gets away with it more because he's like not a big hunk of meat. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would definitely argue that he was a boring player. 
Um, and yes. he's, he's managed to, to carry that over into his managerial career as well by being a boring manager. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's nothing I can say about the guy. The Reds are like, maybe they're trying to contend, I guess, but, uh, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, as a, as a spurned or as a scorned Cubs fan, I would like to see someone give the, the Brewers a run for their money, but I just don't see it happening. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if David Bell is the, the, the guy to lead them to the promised land, but, uh, yeah, he makes my, uh, he's the manager of my boring team. And yeah, he, as you said, Jeremy, he may well have been on this list as a player if we were doing yeah, this definitely. when he was, when he was playing. Um, all right, Jeremy, I thought that was a pretty solid list. I don't know about yeah. you. So that was a fun one. Pretty good. I want to real quick. I want to give a shout out to uh, Derek Shelton. Um, okay. I almost felt like he was like the the no brainer pick for most boring manager, but like he's such a weird managerial choice that it actually makes him kind of interesting in a way. Sure. Sure. It's yeah. Like there's something to this guy. Like, what did the Pirates see in him? And like, the answer is probably nothing. Um, <laughs> the answer is probably like he would do it for like five hundred thousand dollars or whatever he's probably getting paid yeah um but uh but yeah i did i didn't i, I didn't want to like look too into there because i don't know much about Derek shelton and i'm like that in and of itself makes him not boring so yeah it is it is yeah that was it was a strange hire but uh it's probably what you said jeremy they just didn't want to you know pay some they're not going to pay somebody like joe madden to manage that team they're too cheap and the team's not good enough so you get a yeah. guy like that totally did you know um, did you know that the mets manager luis rojas is uh, uh, Felipe Alou's kid? No. Yeah, so there you go. That makes him interesting. But that's fucked up, too. But, yeah, Felipe Alou's kid. So, yeah, there you go. Huh. Um, I wonder where he's going under uh, Rojas. I, I, maybe it's just a, a, a divorce thing. I think Felipe Alou's been married a couple different times. So it right. might just be the name uh, Rojas uses. Um, I don't know. But I, I do think that he's, uh, he's Felipe Alou's kid. So, you interesting. know. There you go. A little, uh, little food for thought there. Um, okay, cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. But, Jeremy, yeah. next week uh, we're, going to, um, we're going to the Cubs-Brewers game on Monday night. <laughs> wow, so exciting. I can't wait to see Kyle Ryan close it out for the Cubs. I can't wait to see Andrew Romine hold it down at, at shortstop. Um, clearly one of the more, most exciting shortstops in the league. Um, and uh, whoever the fuck that – Fucking guy is playing first base, Schwingdell or something. Yeah, hey, um, let's let's yeah. face it, Jeremy. This, uh, you know, we could have just done the Cubs lineup for this uh, this episode <laughs> that we just did right now. It's it's not not looking good these last two months, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to go. Um, you know, hopefully, maybe yeah. we'll we'll get to see one of the Brewers' three aces pitch and not not Brett Anderson or Adrian Hauser. Um, yeah, but you know, we'll see how the chips fall. I haven't looked at the at the projected pitchers yet. I noticed Jack was a little more willing to shell out a, li- a few more shekels for this ticket, uh, being <laughs> Cubs Brewers. But um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Jack, get back to me when it's Cubs uh, Pirates. If you'll pay that much for that ticket, uh, yeah. you know. But um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, hopefully, yeah, uh, weather permitting, we got that game next week, and we'll have a recap for you afterwards. All right, sounds good, folks. So uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later.